Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our latest Kudos Cast. This is episode 10 of season three. And as voted by our Telegram and Twitter community, the Kudos Cast will be a weekly podcast covering a broad range of topics. On today's Kudos Cast, I'm delighted to be joined by Bazina, uh, the CEO and founder from Gamey. How are you doing today, Bazina? <laughs> Thank you. It's a, it's a very good day. Thanks for having me. You're, you're absolutely welcome. It's uh, nice and sunshine out here. I'm not sure where it is, your side, but it's uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day this side as well. And welcome to the Kudos Cast. So just to kind of introduce yourself to our community, you know, this is part of our kind of Animoca Brands Associated mini-series, um, which we're proud to be doing. And I was wondering if you could kind of introduce yourself and Gamey and how you got into this crazy blockchain gaming space. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I'm one of the co-founders, and we have started we have started building in mobile gaming industry eight years ago, and we're still building together with the same idea of connecting people through play. And eight years ago, we started building communities and gaming platforms for mobile games without blockchain. But now we're looking into this technology and taking all our ideas and the platform to another level. But to give you a bit more of the details. So gaming was all, all about connecting people through play, mobile games, because we believe that mobile devices and smartphones really brought gaming to everybody. So to everybody who has connection and a cell phone turned out to be a gamer. So from a very niche play of individuals uh, that had access to games, now we're looking at gaming size of two and a half billion gamers on this planet, maybe even more. Wow. And because we look into mobile gaming and casual types of games, we really focus on addressing mass gaming audience. With Gamey, we have launched over 100 games to the gaming platform over the years, and we have 40 million players on our platform. <laughs> so we really touch on the mass gaming audience and we're looking into ways how do we engage them over longer periods of time because when you when you think mobile gaming and casual games usually these are like small size addictive games that are very like easy to play then very hard to master and oftentimes the thing is how do you build something long term? How do you build community long term over casual games? And this this is all we do. This is our superpower. So we figure out gamification layers and a gamification on the platform so that it connects multiple games together. And there is some sense of, sense of progression, achievements that makes people stay with gaming over a long period of time. And this is how we were able to build such a large community and been building gaming for eight years because this is the, the sense of being part of something bigger, playing gaming, multiple games. And that's what we do. And two years ago, uh, you touched on that two years ago. We started looking into how can we how can we make this better. How like if if there was even a way how to make this even bit better, what would that be? We started looking into blockchain. That was what we decided to do: is to take everything we do, the glue, a sense of belonging to something, the gamification, the platform, and um, to another level. And specifically, how we did it is. That we put our gaming currency on chain so what people earn in games belongs to them uh, we put our game characters on chain and we're taking more and more steps to connect in our platform to connect games game creators brands web3 projects so to be the arcade of blockchain now our product looks a little bit different than it looked eight years ago of course <laughs> uh, but the ideas they stay the same I mean, two and a half billion, that's, that's, you know, it's closing in on a third of the world's population is playing games now, which is, which is incredible. 
you can absolutely see why there's a lot of kind of focus going into how can we further interact with those gamers, right? And keep them engaged because that's, everyone wants to be entertained. Uh, and that's the, the, the kind of space, the space we're in. Well, that, that's the interesting part as we have seen in times of like in difficult times or in, in, even in times of crisis, like we had the global pandemic, right? Like when you looked at the engagement data of games, you could see that they went up, like the time spent and like how people were engaged with games and how much they played games went up. The same happened recently as we are seeing the engagement going up because there is some uncertainty around the uh, economy, inflation markets. And it almost looks like when there is time, like difficult times or uncertainty times, people need to relax more and disconnect more. That brought, that brings more people into games. And hopefully this is the role of games is to ease, <laughs> to put some ease around difficult times and uh, to enable people to relax and connect to others. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, right? That, that, that break from the real world, I guess. And, and it's, it's solely mobile games that you, you focus on at Gamey. Well, that's the that's the way how we do, how we uh, distribute games to people. So the the device is mobile phone. It's it's Android, iOS phone, any phone, but it's we primarily focus on mobile mobile gaming. Brilliant, brilliant. And could you kind of give us a little bit of uh, background on the links to Animoca brands as well? So two years ago, Gamey joined Animoca Brands as one of the subsidiaries, and since that time, we operate as part of the family. Animoca brands changed incredibly in the past two years. As two, two years ago, it was the beginnings and the, the first signals of everything, how blockchain gaming and NFTs can play roles in games. And we have seen Animoca as being really one of the visionaries that could see how this can all roll out. And we were really excited to have the opportunity to join them and to make that to make that real, to really have this hands-on experience. Like if we take these ideas and these visions and we put them in practice, like what what's happening? And when our blockchain products have been live for now, let's say eight months. So we already have um, a lot of hands-on experience and, see, and, and comparisons how gamer behavior and uh, engagement differs before having game currency and characters on chain and after. And I'm very excited to see how that empowers the community, how that makes excited, be part of what we're building. So that's that was a game changer for us. And Animoca Brands enabled us to to build it with a bit more experience and advisory. As two years ago, my team now has 40 people. Wow. We did not really have experience building with blockchain. Of course, that changed <laughs> now. That two, the past two years have been a very steep learning curve. So The baptism uh, going, of fire. <laughs> so going from having no experience into being experts in that field, that happened very, very fast. And I'm very proud of the team for that achievement because you always have the discussion about what is what is easier, right? Do you take people who are experienced with blockchain and crypto and, and do you have them create games or do you take people who create games and like do you make them look into like how does that change with blockchain? So what it what there is no good and <laughs> good and wrong answer. That's just the fact that there were very few people who had both. Like you cannot have yeah. expertise in both. You you build through, right? And our angle was building from the gaming experience and adding on, uh, okay, there is a new technology. How does it change our thinking? And, do, and Animoca, mm. Animoca brands, they, they played the role. Like they, they had the experience, they had the vision. So they made our learning a lot faster. Brilliant. And that's, that's what you need from a, from a good partner, right? To, to, to be able to fill those gaps. 
and vice versa as well. So do you, do you, have you gone and kind of retrofitted some of the previous IP you've got or, or do you kind of build brand new games from scratch for, for the blockchain gaming? We build, we build games from scratch, but we, re- we reused many of like ideas, principles, learnings, but uh, the industry uh, develops and changes. The smart the, the smartphones are more powerful. The technology evolves. So there is really no way like how you should take a game that's eight years old and like relaunch mm-hmm. without touching it. So we're constantly pushing the quality, like the visual quality, the art quality, the smoothness, protections against cheating, for example. That's like always a topic in gaming. You know, they're getting better and better until like they're almost... <laughs> almost there so it's it's not like we took what we had and we just pasted blockchain on it that's that's not how it works i mean that you brought up a very good point there and i hadn't thought about it for for a long time i can remember when you know you used to play on a console or pc you could have the cheat codes and you can yeah you could uh do different things on there playing tekken for example and you could you know have superpowers but in when you when you start talking about blockchain games as a as a monetary aspect to it now so how do you how do you police that or how do you protect um you know the games from being cheated? So there there has been there has been always always uh cheating exactly how you mentioned the cheat codes in different ways how people were trying to see if they can walk around the rules. So you said the rules and people are looking for ways how to bypass them. In in gaming it has always been there and the more like with the with more incentives is exactly as you said when the game currency or something has a value even outside of the game, it makes it even more attractive. So uh, you have to step up the game, basically. <laughs> and there are multiple ways how to protect gameplays. And it's just not one, it's really layers of protections. And, and you learn with the community. So you have part of the community that is trying to bypass the rules and they're like giving you clues how I did that. So they're working together with us. So they're suggesting, okay, this is, this is something you can fix and then we go and fix it. So it's, it's not, it's, it's always uh, an effort of continuous effort of that team helped by the community that has an interest of a healthy ecosystem. So it, I'm, I'm very grateful that I'm seeing that loop happening and the community keeps pushing for like, we really have something yeah. that's very protected. And I'm, I'm very proud to say at this stage, but it's, it's, it's bold. Like, like you say, like we're hundred percent protected and then the next day somebody comes to prove you wrong. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, it's not only our case, it's like gaming wide thing. It's, it's, you have to be always watching yeah, absolutely. Uh, how, how people are creative and you have to be yeah. catching up and like watch, guarding what, what you build. Yeah. So it's like those household cleaners, isn't it? Where they always say 99.9% efficient, you know, and killing there. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a chance, but you know, you've got a fleet of ambassadors out there doing a, a brilliant job in, you know, reporting back potential vulnerabilities and, and stuff like that. And that's, that's how kind of how this industry works. So absolutely understand how let's talk about inclusiveness right now, because as we were talking, I think, you know, this is mobile gaming, the world, like we say, has got seven and a half billion coming up to 8 billion people now. And what blockchain has really done is kind of unlock some of the underrepresented countries, should we say in regions of the world, you know, Africa, some Southeast Asia, you know, Latin America as well. So developing countries and, and, and regions. And that's because they've got access to mobile phones and you can get a relatively cheap mobile phone now that is powerful, you know, have eight cores in and, and quite easily play mobile games. So are you, are you seeing like from a, from a community aspect, are you seeing a global user, user base because of, the, because of these reasons? 
we've always had global user base. So when I got a question, where is your audience from, I could name 140 countries. So we have always had a global user base and it's still the case, even with blockchain games, there are some regions that are stronger than others. So you name them, Southeast Asia is really big, Latin America, but also United States of America and many European markets. So I just named. <laughs> so so everywhere in the world, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But the the, uh, the truth is that gaming and especially mobile gaming is an excellent tool for people to start understanding how blockchains and blockchain and property rights in digital assets work. For example, with our arcade, which is our new gaming platform uh, that's powered by blockchain, we have activated, I believe, it's over two million wallets already and these are the like first time wallet mm. for people because if they already own a wallet they can connect their existing wallet or gaming platform but these are people who did not have a wallet and we have opened a wallet with the gaming platform and they earn their first gaming token then they could purchase something inside the games or even take it out of the game and then with that token they could purchase their first nfts so we see we see this onboarding it, it's step by step it starts with, I open a gaming account, oh, there is a wallet, I play this, oh, there is a token, and there is there's NFT, oh, and actually these are things I know, like it's a gaming currency, it's a game character, but there is a way how to take it out of the game, and maybe if, if I'm done with the game, I can swap it for something else, or I can come back, or... So it's it starts from people playing games, and it's guiding them through how different this is from mm -hmm. the games that they've played before, because what they have in the game actually belongs to them. Mm -hmm. So they, they slowly realize it's not like you start with a big page, well, this is blockchain and this is ownership. No, no, no. It, it, it starts with playing games and then it's the realization of uh, these are things in game mm -hmm. that belong to me. So one one thing, uh, um, and, and going on that true ownership, because the best thing about you know NFTs within blockchain games is that you are able to move them outside of the game, right, and and see that value. So you know, I, I sometimes get a call from uh, my mum or my dad, and they ask me how to turn the printer on, right, when there's a big button saying on. So how how do we how do we kind of and they're both casual gamers, but you know from a holding an iPhone and clicking on a, a game tile and it goes in, they play the game. They don't have to worry about moving currency in and out of it because it's, it's they're just playing the game, right? So how do we kind of bridge that chasm, if you like, for for blockchain? Because there is that, there are extra steps in there on the user journey to be able to move things in and out. And how do we get those kind of newbies or the untechnical people in to, to still enjoy their experience? So the, the big idea, obviously, is the possibility of take your game characters from one metaverse, if you wish, to another, right? From a game B ecosystem that we're building into another one. So we're looking into different interoperabilities, but it's it's not it's not as easy to do, right? Like you have to understand what you're doing, like you have you need your wallet and connect somewhere else. So this is not for the newbies as you're describing, but there is a way that we're showing them with something that's a lot easier. And then our game characters, for example, are called, called G-Bots. So uh, these are robot themed game characters that have different stats, different properties, different visuals. And uh, we have series of games that support them. So imagine that you play one game and you use the currency to upgrade them, to power them up, and then you can take them from that game. And when, when we launched the, the, the other one, you can, you can take it to the other one. So this interoperability that we can control the user interface and make it really 
smooth and easy and hide all the tech and the complications that are oftentimes still there when we speak about Web3. We can make it seamless and that that's happening and we can see people get the value. Okay. So I have gained something in this specific game, but I'm, I'm within this gaming platform and I can take that to another gaming content and another one as it launches. Got it. And of course, when, when, when it's more seamless and easy, they will be able even to take mm. it to another gaming world. And that's what we're working on is I'll give you some examples that are already live. So Arcade has uh, multiple games. Some of the games are the G-Bot games, as I just described, the robot-themed characters. And you can earn uh, gaming currency uh, by competing in those games. Now, we support also different different partner tokens. So there are different games that sponsor, for example, tournaments on our gaming platform, and you earn their currency that you can then use inside their games. So this interoperability, it's, it's step by step. It cannot be something heavy and too complex because we're still speaking about mobile gaming, mass market, <laughs> step by yeah. step. What is the value? Do I understand it? Right. But here is, it's a price pool of a game currency that you can use in another game. And we have partnered with uh, Animal Cup Brands projects, of course, because there's a lot of them in gaming and also uh, with some projects outside of Animal Cup Brands. And that's on the gaming currency. So you can earn it in one game and take it outside of what we built and use it there. Another thing that Arcade supports is when you have an NFT collection and it does not, it does, it's not ours. Uh, we whitelist people who we whitelist the NFT collection. So for people who have that collection, we organize an exclusive tournament. So that works as a membership or access pass to something that's only available for people with that NFT. So that's another example of connecting projects, connecting games, and and really showcasing how the the big idea of the interoperability can work. These are small steps, and we're adding like one by one, so that eventually we have richer and richer <laughs> connection with other games and products and people understand it. So that's that's our approach from the, again, like mass gaming, mass market, mobile gaming, casual feel, not too heavy, not too techy perspective. Brilliant. And, and I guess that's the, you know, when you're sat in all of those strategy meetings with the rest of your founders and, and, and team, you you must be thinking, wow, we've got 40 million gamers already. We've done incredibly well, but how do we get to 400 million? Right. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you can either, you can either look into like, how can we, how can we go from 40 to 400? Or you can look into how can we, how can we introduce the value of blockchain to the 40 million? Mm. That, that's, that, that's already a big deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. when I, when I mentioned we have, we have open 2 million wallets, that's like out of the 40 million people who have never encountered anything around blockchain. Perhaps mm. we we have opened two million new wallets and we're guiding them step by step into how the digital property rights work. But there's still still way to go for the whole industry until like we can look seriously look at the market of two and a half billion gamers. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And 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 your I mean you mentioned about metaverses and and um hopping around metaverses to, to you know to put it in the descriptive descriptive way. Um, earlier so is the plan that you'll have land in sandbox or have you already got land in sandbox and and yeah we do we do we do have land in sandbox we're partnering with multiple other projects Mm -hmm. and we're looking into ways how we can how we can build these bridges in a in a meaningful way not just for the sake of it but in a meaningful way so we people would 
enjoy connect like the connection between the worlds they would enjoy taking our character into sandbox and they would enjoy playing our game within sandbox and vice versa so we're looking into ways that people would enjoy one you can do quick experiments to make a proof point around the tech is is the tech ready does that even like work is it easy can people go through because sometimes it's you know yourself it's very complicated you have to change networks and beware of gas fees and everything. There's many, many possible hurdles. But once once you figure out a good reason for people to go somewhere, and ideally that's fun, not a monetary reward, uh, it, it makes sense to build around it. Would it be like those um, those universe portals, right? When you when you watch uh, when you watch Marvel, the MCU, and you got Thor, and he's coming down the the kind of what's it, the, the rainbow bridge, into connected all of the different realms. Maybe that's it. Maybe someone goes into an area within the within the metaverse and they go to a portal and they can that's the bridge, right? But they get a visual representation and it looks like they're going through a wormhole <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In, in time. Well, yeah, the, the the real bridges, the blockchain bridges, maybe should get some visualizations yeah. as well. It would be more. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great yeah. to see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've, I mean, we've 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 had, we've been having a great chat about the technology here and the the user base and your um in and the, the the need for blockchain and how that's unlocking different different things. But what one thing we haven't talked about is is the actual games. I mean, can you give can you give us a kind of what the theme of the games? <laughs> yeah. can you, uh, you know, give us a a, a few a few examples. Mm-hmm. So uh, our arcade platform is ARC8. It's uh, available in uh, App Store and Google Play, so you can you can uh, get some feel easily right now. But I'll just give you some examples of the games that are live on the platform. We have recently launched a game with Manchester City Football Club, that is a penalty shooter. So you're shooting a penalty, and the goalie is trying to stop you <laughs> from scoring, and there are multiple layers and obstacles and but the idea is really arcade game that's easy to easy to play and becomes increasingly difficult to master so when we organize different tournaments on our arcade platform we see some insane level of skill and of course because thanks to the gamification system you progress in leagues and you're becoming a better player in in games such as manchester city uh striker and you see that there is you can compete with people who are like similarly skilled as you, but there is some insane level at, at the top. We're looking at something that resembles like esport on across casual style games. As the insane level people skill, <laughs> they can enter uh, competitions with really nice prize pools. But we have, we are seeing more and more that majority of the players they just play because it's fun. And we're looking very critically at the data as as uh, Arcade has now twelve games live. And we're critically evaluating every season that's two months. We're looking at the top performing and be- and worst performing games. We're replacing with more and more games, pushing on the quality. Because what, what I believe is essential is it's fun to play no matter, uh, no matter the monetary reward. Mm-hmm. So the game currency is on chain. You can take it out. You can swap it for Ethereum if you want or for a sand token to build in sandbox. But if, the ultimate motivation is some sense of accomplishment. It's fun to play. That's that's the winning ticket for future. So even though arcade can be seen as as play to earn, is really play to have fun first. And that at some insane level of skill, people are doing well even on the on the earning side. But that's not the that's not the ultimate goal, and that's not why people stick around. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm super proud to see that. Another example was, uh, as for example, a game with, uh, we have done uh, in collaboration with Atari. And this is a remake of Asteroids. 
Cool. So if you recall the old Atari Asteroids, it's a remake with, of course, new visuals. It looks amazing. But some of the game mechanics are still there. So we're looking into uh, arcade uh, puzzle card games where you can compete with others through your skill. It's just like really play for fun. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that's the key thing, just to make sure it's just always fun, right? And we, we, we focus on that aspect first. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to speak to you today. So thank you very much for joining the Kudos Cast. Is there any kind of final thoughts, anything you'd like to share uh, with the audience here? Yeah, I would love to see them on Arcade. Go and give it a try so you can tell me if, uh, like, how easy or difficult is it for people to understand the value of blockchain through games. And uh, I would love to see you there and looking forward to hear from you either on our Twitter or Discord or wherever you like to connect. Fantastic. Well, Bazina, thank you very much for joining the uh, the Kudos cast today. And everyone that's listening at home, hit, punch, smash that like button, uh, subscribe to the channel, keep eyes on the uh, on the conversation below. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's Kudos cast. It's been a blast.